Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast by Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Stephanie Foster. In this episode of Life Handmade, we are joined by one of our incredibly talented Scrapbook.com colleagues, Melissa Hopkins. Melissa and I are going to dive deep into die cutting as she answers some of the most common questions we receive from crafters of all skill levels. So whether you haven't owned a die cut machine and don't know where to start, or even if you're an experienced die cutter, we think you'll learn quite a few tips on today's episode. Before we get started, I do want to share a podcast review that one of our listeners left. We really appreciate the reviews and would love for you to leave one for us too, as it will help other crafters like you to find it, and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. This one is from Frankie J. Jr., who says, Really love listening to these episodes regularly now. They cover lots of good topics around handmade creativity, crafting, and memory keeping. So we're, we're grateful for that review and grateful that you enjoy listening. Thank you so much. So I want to start out today and introduce you to Melissa because she is quite the paper crafting pro. She has been a paper crafter for over 20 years and started scrapbooking in 1996 when she had her first baby. She took a million photos and wanted to do something with them besides just put them in a regular photo album. And then as an obsessed scrapbooker and graphic designer, she soon found herself wanting to combine the two things to see if she could build a crafty career. And she succeeded. Melissa was on several design teams back in the early 2000s, including being one of the original contributors to the scrapbook.com gallery. She was actually user number 18 registered with scrapbook.com, which is really neat. She did font and product design work for the scrapbook industry back in the day which evolved later into designing digital scrapbook kits. She then left the industry for a while to go pursue design management and somewhere in there became a college professor too. She does it all. Um, but she eventually wanted out of management and back into the design role and back into the scrapbooking industry. And she found this job at scrapbook.com a few years ago, bringing her pretty much full circle over the last 24 years. And she is now one of the talented members of our exclusive products team, helping to design all of the gorgeous stamps and stencils and other scrapbook.com products that we love so much. We are excited to have her with us today and her expertise, and we are excited to share everything you need to know about die cutting. So welcome, Melissa. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm great. And we are just excited to dive into this today because Good. you really are the pro. When we kind of were talking about this before we started recording, Melissa's had so many different die cut machines, all of this experience, and I'm just excited for you to be able to share that with our listeners. Yes, it is. Paper crafting is like my escape. It's my hobby. It's my job. Um, and die cutting is just one really fun piece of that. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Well, and I'm excited to learn from you because I'm not an expert when it comes to die cutting. I have, I have actually a 
bigger machine and a smaller one. We'll talk about that, kind of the pros and cons of each, but I think I'm going to learn a lot here today. So thank you. Great. So let's get started with someone who maybe is not familiar with die cutting. Like what is the benefit of getting a die cutting machine and, and using dies versus maybe just buying stickers? So I think if you started off and you're using stickers in your scrapbooks or using them on your cards, that die cutting might be your next step into the hobby. So it's a little bit more expensive than stickers to get started, but once you get going, you can buy one die and use it 50 or 1,000 times. Um, you can use dies to make the same card, you know, make your Christmas cards, for instance, you could make a hundred Christmas cards with one die, where if you were buying stickers to make Christmas cards, you'd have to buy a hundred stickers to make a hundred cards. So it lets you repeat the same cut over and over again, and also do some creative cutting that you might not want to do manually. So for instance, if you wanted to cut the word Merry Christmas out for a hundred Christmas cards, you might not want to cut the, you know, trace them or or draw the word and cut it with a pair of scissors. You'd probably want to buy a die and or use an electronic cutting machine to let a machine do that the work of cutting for you. So definitely it can save you time and money in the long run if it's something that you're going to use um Repeti repetitively or um, repeatedly, sorry, or um, several times. So, so that's good to know. I, I love the alpha dies just because you're always going to need to cut out letters, right? And Me so too. those I'm, are my favorite. I'm kind of obsessed with those. So again, kind of for our, our beginners, where do you even start with die cutting machines and knowing which one you should buy? Because there's so many out there. There are. Um, so there are really three different kinds of machines. You have the manual die cutting machine, and those have been around for a long time. Um, you put your uh, die and your paper through, and you crank uh, the, the platform, and it goes through the machine, and that is what cuts your paper. And then there's the electric version of that, which does the cranking for you, so to speak. So you'll get your uh, die cutting sandwich ready, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But once your sandwich is ready, the, it'll feed through the machine electronically. And then there's the electronic cutting machines, which are kind of a whole different um, animal. They're a machine that is connected to either a phone or a tablet or a computer and lets you use digital files to cut paper and other materials. So those are really the three main kinds, the manual with the crank, the electric version of that, and then electronic. Okay, so can we kind of go maybe for each one of those, sure. what would be like your pros and cons for each? Let's start with the manual. Sure. So the biggest pro of the manual is probably the price. It's going to cost you the least to get started. You can buy a manual die cutting machine for 50 to to $100. And so it goes up from there. Um, you don't need electricity to use mm -hmm. it. You don't need a computer to use it. And there are so many dies that are available for the manual die cutting machine. You have all of the thin metal dies and you have um, uh, steel rule dies, which are a little more heavy duty, but you can use any of those with a typical manual machine. And there's a couple of different sizes you can get very tiny manual die cutting machines that are a couple of inches wide, all the way up to uh, manual die cutting machines with giant trays that let you run a whole 12 by 12 sheet of paper through with a very large die. 
So it kind of just depends on what size of a project you're working on, right? So for yes. a card, you might only need one of the smaller um, die-cutting machines, right? Yeah. The standard size is about six inches wide, and that lets you put in a sheet that's six inches wide and up to 12 or 13 inches long. And that would definitely cut most of what you would need for a typical card. So what would be the benefit then of the electric machine? Obviously, you're going to be able to push that die through a little bit easier instead of hand cranking it. Sure, That's really the main difference. Of course, you need to be able to plug your machine in, but it does the hard work for you. Once you create your die cutting sandwich, it'll feed it through without you having to crank it at all. And they're a little bit more expensive than the manual die cutting machines because, of course, they're doing the work for you. And they're probably really good for people who maybe have carpal tunnel or arthritis or maybe where cranking that if you're making 100 Christmas cards, you know, that might be hard to do manually. This will really take that off, that strain off, right? Absolutely. And that is a... Um, a great way to say it if you just don't feel like cranking all the time or if you have a party and you're um, making like a craft party where your friends are coming over to do crafts which I did once and I spent eight hours on a Saturday with my manual die cutting machine and all I thought about a half an hour in was boy I wish I had an electric machine Uh, and so I went out later and bought an electronic machine, which we'll talk about in a second. But just having the ability to do a lot of cutting at once without doing a lot of work would be your main reason to get that electric machine over a manual. Great, and then let's move into that electronic cutting machine. What is that? So the electronic cutting machine is kind of like a printer, except it cuts instead of printing. And it lets you use digital files instead of the metal and steel rule dies that you're used to seeing. So there are, of course, some drawbacks to that. You need to be able to use software to run it. It doesn't do anything all by itself. And you need to have the files to cut. And it's a little bit more expensive to get started. So it's about $200 for the least expensive electronic cutting machine. But there are some benefits, too. You can change the size of the things that you cut. So if you purchased um, the word Merry Christmas and it ended up being an inch too large uh, on your initial cut, you can scale it down and have it be exactly the right size that you need. So, again, you're not buying a physical product for a die anymore. You're buying these cut files. Is that right? That's correct. And there are many, many out there. And you can also create your own. The software that comes with the machines gives you a lot more flexibility than uh, what you would typically have with a manual or an electric machine. And you, and is it true you can cut other types of things besides just paper sometimes with these machines too, right? Sometimes. it de- So it depends on the machine and what you're using to cut. So if you use an electronic machine, some electronic machines will cut fabric and lightweight wood and other materials, but others don't. So you really have to do your research when you're buying it and make sure that you're getting a machine that cuts the materials that you want to cut. Okay, good to know. So what accessories would I need to to have for my die cutting machine? And do they all come with the machine when you purchase it? Typically, yes. So 
If you bought a brand new manual die cutting machine today, it's more than likely going to come with everything you need to cut both the steel rule dies and the thin metal dies, because most of what's out there on the market today is those thin metal dies. Can you talk about the difference on on those two types of dies? Sure. So I think back to when my kids were in elementary school and maybe even before then, um, and I went and helped out to make the bulletin boards in their class. And they had this gigantic die cutting machine in the teacher's lounge and these big, huge plates that had blades that cut letters and like a spongy material. And that's what I'm talking about with the steel rule dies. Now, of course, you can buy them from scrapbook.com and today, but back in the day, that was really what we had. And I think a lot of people think about die cutting from back then. They think about those giant dies. So when we talk about steel rule dies, that's what we're talking about. But a smaller size, typically, that you can put through these six inch and 10 inch wide machines. So the main difference between them and the uh, thin metal dies, of course, is what they look like. The thin metal dies are, are thin and you know very lightweight, but the steel rule has a blade and the thin metal dies just use pressure to cut. So if you're cutting fabric or leather or felt, you almost usually need a, a steel rule die to get a good cut. You might be able to get a cut with the um, thin metal dies, but usually you need that steel rule. So if you're doing craft projects that don't involve paper and you're using your die cutting machine, you might want to invest in some of those steel rule dies to get, you know, your projects exactly how you want them. Okay. So when you are feeding that through your machine, if you have a steel rule die, do you need the plates with it? Let's talk about a little bit about the plates and how that all sandwiches together. Usually, yes. So you need um, something to cut into. And that's kind of what the whole sandwich, the whole idea of the sandwich is. So when you're making a sandwich, regardless of whether you're using thin metal or a steel rule die, you need a plate or a mat to cut into. Otherwise, you would just mess up your machine. So a sandwich with a steel rule die, or at least on the machine that I have that I use with my steel rule, is a plate or a magic mat. And then you put the paper that you want to cut um, and then you put the steel rule die face down into the paper. And then a plate may be on top. It depends on the machine. Um, and then you roll that through your manual or your electric machine, and that's how you create a sandwich for that steel rule die. So then when you switch to a thin metal die, when you think about how thick those steel rule dies are, and they're pretty thick, you're going to replace all that thickness with this platform that's probably going to come with your machine. And so you'll have the platform on the bottom, because it's big and heavy, and then a plate or a magic mat to cut into. And then you'll have your paper and then your steel, uh, sorry, not steel rule, your thin metal die on top. I recommend that you tape that uh, thin metal die down with some mint tape or other tape and then another plate or another magic mat on top to run that sandwich through the machine. So all those parts have a purpose. Most of it is actually to absorb the pressure that the machine is putting on the die to go through the paper. So if you ever kind of get bored, you can look at your die cutting machine from the side. It's got these giant rollers in it. 
And when you put the plate in, it's just putting a lot of pressure on the platform and on the plates, which is why you might hear your plates crack sometimes because they are... Scary, a scary noise it when is. you don't know, like, oh, have I just broken my machine, Did I just right? Break it? <laughs> no, you probably didn't break it. It's just has a lot of pressure. And that's how it cuts with the, especially with those thin metal dies. It's not cutting, it's just using pressure and kind of breaking the paper. So once you put it through, put the sandwich through and pull it out the other side, you've put a lot of pressure on your top plate and you put a lot of pressure on the platform, which is usually really thick. And so always flip your plates, always flip your mats, anything that you're using to cut that's part of that sandwich that's under pressure, try to flip it every time you use it, or at least every die cutting session. That way the pressure isn't all coming from one direction, it's coming from both sides. Well, and that's what usually creates kind of a little the warp. Yes, the warping in them. And then you're like, oh, I ruined it. But really, it's because I haven't been flipping them regularly. Right. So it's, it's really just physics. So you're putting all this pressure on this plastic in one direction all the time. If you flip it, it won't warp as badly as if it will warp as it will warp if you just keep putting through with the same side facing it. And if you're using a bottom plate and a top plate, switch those around too. That'll give you a little more um, little more time f- to use these plates. Eventually they do wear out because you're cutting into them and you're, you're breaking them down essentially. So in time they will wear out whether you flip them and rotate them or not. And so when would you know when you should replace them? Just will they break or will they stop being as functional? When would you know? They might break. I actually broke one <laughs> the other day. I had fed it into my machine and I just wanted, I was setting up my scrapbook room and it looked really pretty with the plates sitting in the machine. And because it sat there for a couple of weeks with the pressure on the plate, it just cracked the plate right in the middle. And I didn't even think that it would do that because it didn't have a die or a piece of paper in. So that just shows you how much pressure it's using and on your um, materials and on your plates. And so... They don't last forever. We like the magic mat because it's a little more flexible. It absorbs a lot of that pressure rather than kind of cracking the way that a plate does. And so um, I prefer that than to a plate, but I do, I do use plates too. So you would use the magic mat and a plate like both so of them? You, in your sandwich, typically you have a plate that you cut into and a plate that's on top. And so I've been replacing the plate I cut into with the magic mat, except on my um, kettle bug, which I replaced both with the magic mat because the plate, they don't make the plates for that one anymore. And so I was able to switch them uh, to both. We have an extended version of our magic mat and you can sandwich your um, dye and paper between two of those extended and the cuddle bug. And it's a beautiful cut with that. And that machine is so old. <laughs> I just feel like, great, I made a machine that's 10 years old still work with these magic mats. That's amazing. And you know, that's a good point too. You do invest a little bit into these machines, but they last a very long time. 
Yes, they do. The more you use them, the more they will, you'll have to do things to make them work like they did on day one. So they're, they're machines. They're made of metal and plastic parts. They'll wear out. And I know that the machine that I have that's the oldest, I have to shim every time I use it. That and means how do I'm you do taking, that? I just take a piece of paper. Um, in my case, it is a sheet of uh, cardstock. It looks, I think it's about a hundred pound cardstock. And I put it between my bottom mat and my platform. And that just, you think, oh, it's just a sheet of paper. But the difference it makes is that it kind of evens out the cut and it makes the pressure that the rollers of the machine um, put on the platform or the sandwich rather, it makes it more even. And sometimes you have to add a sheet or two. The older your machine is, the more you use your machine. You might have a six-month-old machine that you've made, you know, a thousand cuts with, and it's a little bit more worn than someone else's machine that's six years old that they hardly ever use. You might just have to start adding that piece of paper or two pieces of paper. And it doesn't mean your machine is broken. It doesn't mean that the die isn't working. It's just you're just kind of adjusting to... Um, your machine's wear and the wear and tear that you've put as an awesome crafter on your machine. That's a great tip. And so if, if you don't feel like you're getting as great of a cut as you would like, is that when you would kind of play around with maybe the adding Absolutely. that? Absolutely. And you can start with, you know, a piece of copy paper, printer paper, and then kind of work your way up in thickness. If that thin piece of paper doesn't work, then you can go with more, you know, cardstock. You may even need to go to a really lightweight chipboard. Center it under the die that you're using for best results and toward the center of your, the rollers as your sandwich is going through the machine. Okay, good to know. And then we had the question from someone of why are there tiny holes in my die? Can you explain that? Sure. So sometimes when you cut, especially if you're cutting on a very thin piece of paper, the paper will stay in the die instead of falling out when you pull your machine, you pull your platform and everything out of your machine. So if you turn your die over and see the little holes, you can use a, the end of a pair of tweezers or a pin or a poking tool to kind of poke out all those little pieces that are left in the die. Really helps with those intricate cuts. Yes, definitely. And I am curious, how do you organize your dies? Because we start collecting all of them. Like, how do you, do you have a system for that? I do. And I've probably gone through three or four different iterations of die storage, especially when I, as my collection has gotten larger, um, I started off kind of just throwing them into a box, which I know is terrible. And then I bought some magnet sheets and a binder and mm -hmm. I got really organized and then um, kept buying more dies and kept buying more magnets and eventually the binder broke. So, <laughs> so I had to take all those and put them in plastic sleeves with the magnets into a box. And just, I think my collection is just a little large and I needed, I just got rid of all the magnets. And now I use um, some envelopes, uh, some scrapbook.com envelopes, and my dies are just in the envelopes. And the thing I like about that is the envelopes are rigid. They're not flopping all over the place and you can see through them. So I can just kind of, I have them all in a nice drawer 
and I can file right through and see all my dies. And then when I'm ready to craft, they're right there, um, actually in a drawer right underneath where my die cut machine is. And uh, that's, they're not overly organized, but they're very neat. So. Yeah. And I love that you can see through, you can see yes. what you're working with. You could label them. Um, so many options with those envelopes. Absolutely. That's great. So again, if I were going to be starting as a new die cutter and wanted kind of a starter kit, how do I get started with it? What, what would you recommend that I have in maybe my starter kit to, to start die cutting? Well, I would get a machine, probably start with a manual die cutting machine. Um, make sure that it comes with some, with the platform and some plates and maybe find one that comes with a nested square a nested circle and a nested rectangle die set. Those are really basic ones for both card makers, scrapbookers, if you uh, make traveler's notebooks, if you do pocket pages, that would be like the super basic uh, kit to get. Of course, some cardstock and paper, but you know. And the mint tape, I have to say, it really yes. holds them down nicely and in place when you're trying to line things Absolutely. up. Absolutely. That's, that's a perfect addition to that. And then if you're a scrapbooker, grab an alphabet set or two, like a large set, large, like one and a half inches, two inches tall, and then a smaller set maybe for smaller titles. That as a scrapbooker for me is just like, that's my favorite thing, I think, is to go and cut a title out of really pretty paper and put it down on the page. Um, I really wanted that about 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so if you're a card maker, something else you might add to the nested dies and the mint tape and the machine would be some sentiment dies. So maybe a happy birthday or a celebrate, a thank you, whatever you're making the most cards that um, find a sentiment, a die sentiment that that goes works for you there and maybe a couple of cover plates and those are dies that create um, usually a pretty intricate pattern that covers the whole uh, front of a card and I think those are really pretty and an easy place to start because it does a lot of the design work for you you don't have to stamp and color and cut out anything it's just you find a beautiful piece of paper and a cover plate die cut and then you have an instant card front Oh, I love that. And I also loved around the holidays, I got a tag die, which I loved yes. for all of our Christmas gifts that I was able to use. And then I've, I've cut out a bunch that I can have on hand now for birthday gifts as those come up throughout the year. So that's one thing I do love doing is when I pull out my die cutting machine, keeping it out and just doing batches, you know, of whatever yes. I'm cutting. And then that way it's just super easy to grab one when I need it. Yeah, a tag die set is really great for card makers, scrapbookers, and just to have around, even for birthday gifts and just put, you know, even if you just cut from patterned paper and with the white back, you can write on the back to and from and it's an instant tag. Well, this has been a lot of great information, Melissa. Is there anything else you'd like to cover before we have to leave today? Um, I I think just want to talk just a little bit more about getting a great cut and using a shim. So this might have 
This might be the first time you've ever heard anybody say you need to put a shim in when you die cut. So let me explain just a little bit more about why and when you might need to do that. So those two rollers that are inside of your die cutting machine are using force and pressure to make your cut. And they only have so much force. They don't adjust really well because it's manual. It's not electric. It doesn't sense anything. So when you put your sandwich through, the force that's going down onto your platform is the same whether you're cutting a big open square where there's just two little cuts, or whether you're cutting a really, really intricate die where there's 30 different spots all the way across where it's cutting. So when you have a, a, a die that goes through and it doesn't quite get through the whole way, um, that's when you really need to shim. Or if you're cutting a square and the two ends that go through sideways cut well, but the, the two ends that go through vertically that are parallel to your rollers don't cut well, that means you're not getting enough force on that sandwich. So every little sheet of paper that you stick under your platform or under your mat or your, um, your plate will provide a little bit more, just build up the force a little bit more and that will help those intricate cuts. It'll help, especially if you have an older machine um, that's maybe not, you know, has doesn't have quite as much force as it used to and just start with one sheet and build up from there that's a fabulous tip because i had no idea about that so i'm excited to try that because sometimes you will get a cut and you'll think oh why wasn't it as you know perfect as some of my other ones and that's probably the reason right. so i'm excited it's hardly to try ever that. the die it's usually the machine because the dies don't they don't have blades they're just using pressure and so that's what you you want your machine to apply more pressure and when you add that shim underneath it kind of lifts it up and it makes the pressure a little bit more even all the way across so good to know. Well, thank you, Melissa, for joining us today. Thanks I know, for having me. Yes, I know. I learned a lot about die cutting and I'm sure our listeners did too. You can find links to all of the products and resources we mentioned in this episode in the show notes, and you can find those at scrapbook.com slash podcast. Please consider leaving a review for the podcast again, as it will help other crafters like you to find it, and we may feature you on an upcoming episode. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items and is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forum and gallery, and you can even take free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast at your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes. Happiness is life handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces. Down.